trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. How's everyone doing? Today, a special guest is joining us. Her name is Tiffany, and she is a business owner and a podcaster. She is actually a longtime listener of my show. And she's into all the things we love. Conspiracies, natural healing, homeopathic remedies, the works. And she just so happens to be based out of the Northeast Ohio area. So Brian Jason actually joined me in this conversation with Tiff. I mean, how often are you going to get a guest that's a double hitter like that from Northeast Ohio, has a business, into conspiracies, has a conspiracy podcast? I mean, come on. So actually, to check out more from Tiff, the links are below in the description of this episode. And um, my best friend in the whole wide world, her name is Tiffany. And so I don't know things like that are sentimental to me. I have a new friend named Tiffany now, and she's been listening to the show for a while, and I finally got to meet her. It was an excellent conversation, and I hope you all enjoy it. So let's just slide right into the conversation. Here we go. listening to you so if you just have to stick with it stick with your topics be yourself and it'll start to come together but you know i think the journey is the best part is the journey you know yeah as long as you're doing something that you are passionate about then it really doesn't matter what yeah the outcome is well and especially something like you know with somebody with your background it's very unique and I think that it could apply to a lot of people's lives. You know, I, I didn't, I'm no expert. I'm gonna have like all these novice questions about what it is that um, you do, so. Yeah, and I do wanna say thank you so much, Tiffany, for being as brave as you are and, and coming out and just being yourself because for the longest time, it was kind of, I don't know, if you were into it, you were weird or you were considered a certain type of individual to be interested in crystals or be interested in something that's more homeopathic and not, hey, I'm just going to run out to the doctor and see what's wrong with me. Maybe it's just an energy thing or maybe it could be a simple life change that you need to incorporate that could change everything for you and you embrace it i embrace it i'm trying to get brian to convert he still takes advil so we'll see but uh... (laughs) you know what's funny about that is i actually reluctantly do that because i am a firm my beliefs are you know there is nothing that has no opposite reaction in my view like taking advil you could probably still do some damage to yourself if you're taking too much of something like that. So sometimes I just call oh, Brian let cirrhosis my body of the liver. Cirrhosis. <laughs> Would you say that? It's called cirrhosis of the liver. But Tiffany, you know, just to get started, if you could just tell me a little bit how you got going on your journey for the listeners. Yes. So I 
am from Alaska and I didn't, I grew up dancing. So that was kind of like, I always did something physical. And I think for a lot of people like sports and gymnastics or whatever they do physically is kind of their therapy growing up. And then you reach an age where all of a sudden you can't do it anymore. I did it in college and then it's like, I'm not going to be a professional dancer. So where do you go from here? So in my twenties, I tried, um, yoga and I thought it was okay. It was kind of boring. It didn't like light me up inside. And I don't, yeah, I don't know if it was like the time in my life or I hadn't found the right instructor or something, but, um, I moved to, I've lived a lot of places. Um, and when I moved to, see I moved to Cincinnati I started taking yoga at um Lifetime Fitness actually well shout out to them Mm -hmm. um and they had really really good instructors and all of a sudden I it like clicked and I liked it but I wasn't hooked and then I moved to the Cleveland area I moved to Strongsville and I actually at the rec center here I don't know what it was I, I went to yoga and it was like, I could not live without yoga. It was life-changing. I was all in. So I like became obsessed. I was going six days a week and this, and I wasn't meditating because I was like, I'm, you know, I have, I have ADD. I am like, I'm not going to sit there and meditate. That's ridiculous. Like I'm a no interest. So I just, it was purely physical. I wanted to stand on my head and I wanted to do all of the cool stuff because it kind of felt dancey for me, like the flow with it, with vinyasa. And so I absolutely loved it. My instructor, Megan Weimer, she was absolutely incredible. And she did, um, she's only one time trained people to be yoga instructors. And she asked me to do it. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So I am a yoga instructor and then COVID hit. So Mm. I was like, you know, trapped in a house with my lovely family. And I like started running, which I don't run. I, I really am against cardio and and I don't enjoy it. I don't (laughs) mean, I'm just like at a place in my life where I'm like, if I don't enjoy something, I'm not doing it period. I don't care. So I, but I was like so trapped, you know, and I realized like my mind was kind of needing something to keep it busy. So I started meditating and then I saw the value in it. And some days because we were just stuck at home and the only other thing to do, you know, my husband and I brought cocktail hour back and we're, you know, drinking at, you know, two in the afternoon, like a lot of people. And, but then I was able to meditate for like three hours at a time. And it was, and that sounds like crazy, like three hours. Who well, well, let me ask you a couple of things, <laughs> just, just to just interject here. So one, you know, I find it really interesting that you went through yoga a couple times and, you know, you weren't against it, but you weren't like passionate about it. It sounds mm-hmm. like coming out of dance. Yeah. Do you think it was really the instructor when you got into Ohio um, where you were like, man, like something about the instruction or the way it was being delivered or the atmosphere of the people you were with is kind of maybe what drew you to that. And then how do you take your mind from like ADD, which I think a lot of people suffer with, especially in today's society and the TikTok society, where 
how are you going from that type of brain to like, you know what? I'm going to chill. I can do this for three hours. And how active is your mind when you're meditating? So with the like yoga thing clicking, I've thought about that a lot. I think it was a combo of me being at a certain place in my life where it just like felt right. But also I found kind of a yoga home without ego. So I don't know how many like yoga studios you've been to, but a lot of them, it is only about, you know, someone standing in the front who is wearing their like really sexy yoga clothes and balancing on their head and you're in there starting and you're like, why are they on their head when we're supposed to be stretching, you know? And it's just, it always felt like that everywhere. And it was a turnoff for me. So when I found this group, it would, like I said, it was at just like Strongsville rec center and it had, um, this whole group of amazing, amazing instructors. They were just, I, it seemed like they were in it for the right reasons, I guess. So something like clicked. And I think it was like an energy shift where I started to see the value with, you know, these aren't just poses. It's not just exercise. There's something to it where my soul feels like it got exercise. My soul feels lifted. And that was what I was craving. And then when it comes to meditation, I always tell everybody, start with guided meditation if you like want to get into a meditative practice, because if somebody is doing a story or whatnot, it's easier to kind of like stay there in the moment with their words. And you want to find someone you resonate with, someone whose their voice doesn't bother so, you. So when you talk about guided meditation is that something that's actually there's classes for this or is this something like you had you, you like find something online and you're like just listen to somebody talk yeah at the time with uh the lockdown i just found everything online so okay I, yeah but and there are places that have guided meditation but really not that many because what makes money is the yoga practice for the hot body and the hot yoga and all of that stuff. People are more into it for the physical sense. So when people open up these kind of like spiritual centers, you know, it's not an instant like money maker that everyone's yeah. running yeah. to come meditate with you. But through meditation, I will 100% say I'm a completely different person. And my husband says that my like fundamentals have changed and the way I look at people and the way I look at the world. And there really is a part of our brain that we like don't act like many parts of our brains that we don't access. And the only way to access that is through meditation. I firmly believe it opens up all of these doors. And that's like why you can't talk deep spirituality without bringing in conspiracy because you're third eyes open and you start to see everything for what it is i completely so, agree so, with so that. what would you say is like you know how how do you perceive certain things like as an example and we don't have to go into great detail about everything but like just how would you say your perceptions towards people or places or just life in general has changed pre-meditation and then post-meditation. Like, I mean, I think that there was a shift that happened for a lot of people during that time. I I believe that the government 
wanted to use this time to do their own agenda and then it backfired on them in a lot of ways because people started to realize when you slowed down there were so many beautiful moments about just having nothing to do and be with yourself and it was tough but like if you found that which so many people I've talked to kind of had their spiritual awakening at that time so I think that we have many spiritual awakenings. I don't think it's like one big boom and you're awake, um, but it's like your whole life. So I went through a very big one and I guess it's like my priorities shifted. What and, and how I knew that was the same things that used to make me happy didn't anymore. It's like you have this life and everything's good on paper. You know, there's nothing wrong with my marriage nothing wrong with my kids. I live in a, you know, I have shelter, um, but I didn't really give a crap about if people, when I went to like the PTA, what those moms thought of me, you know, anymore. Like I didn't care what anybody thought of me and I didn't care what car I was driving. And I didn't, you know, it's like all of that stuff, that surface stuff started to kind of like melt away when your ego mm -hmm. kind of goes away. You know, you know, it's interesting that you talk about that because, like, for me, I've always felt like you, you do have to put, you know, you do have to care somewhat what other people think. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to become I've never wanted to become like a prisoner in society. I almost feel like you become a prisoner, like you have to behave a certain way. You have to, you know, adhere to specific rules to make certain people happy that really don't care about you. And I kind of changed that philosophy about myself a while ago. And I felt it extremely freeing to yeah. not care. What, I, I'm driving the car I want to drive, not to impress anybody else. Like, this is practical. This is what works for me. This is, I'm very happy with it. I'm not trying to be a sports guy. You know what I mean? Like, so, and when you talk about the uh, pandemic, one of the things I start, when they slowed everything down, I realized how little impact professional sports and little things like that that I really used to care about. I was like, I don't care who wins these games. I don't care who loses these games. I still watch it. And I, and I'll like, uh, like 15 minute YouTube highlights or somebody invites me somewhere, but I am not going to spend my day watching something. I'm like, I don't have any, anything to do with the outcome of these games. Like those were things that really started to resonate with me because I was very much into those things before. And then I was like, man, these things have no impact. I'm not wasting my time on these things anymore. Mm -hmm. As you say that, I just, I think the big thing that people realized was the importance of connection too. That we realized that we, you know, I'm a total introvert. I, I'm all love and light, but I really am just like everyone else, everyone can go fuck themselves. I hate everyone. <laughs> 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 and... <laughs> I think there's a lot of spiritual. You need to put that on a T-shirt, Tiffany. I'm all love and I light. I think it was a saying already. Um, but that you is know. the best T-shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. That was great. But you know, like I think that what turned most people off about spirituality or even like organized religion is there's this um, sense of being higher than other people. 
people. You know, I'm better than you. And when you go into these churches, it's like, oh, well, I've been going here for years and everyone's there with an agenda. It doesn't feel like you're actually there and you give a shit about anybody but yourself. So I guess that I had kind of like, I realized I do love people, but only my people. And I was going to find my people. And everyone else, like I can, you know, go fuck themselves. I really didn't care. My husband is a very, um, he works for the government and he is like, so by the book. So we're an interesting pair, but I have very much opened his eyes, um, to a lot of different things. He's not like totally on same here, girl. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I've always said that I feel like, um, when you go to certain places, let's say, for instance, church, mm-hmm. I think there are people in there who are truly there to try to learn something and try to be a servant and try to have an open mind about things. But it's really become what I would say is a fashion show mm-hmm. and who drives what car, who's wearing what outfit, who looks the nicest, who sits the closest to the front, um, who does this, who does that a lot of chirping in the back, you know, gossiping and, and, you know, and so it's always been a turnoff for me because I never could find my tribe per se. My grandpa, actually Brian and I have the same grandpa and he was a pastor and I loved that church family, but it's, nostalgic to me that feels like home but as I started to get older and I was going to visit other people's churches and I didn't know any of those people in there I had a new vision of it and I was like I don't know anybody in here everybody's a fucking asshole and I'm ready to get the fuck out immediately like you have to and and I use church because that's what I grew up with but anyone out there needs to gravitate towards their tribe whether it be at a church or I don't care really where you find it, but you'll know when you're there is what I'm saying. When you walk in, you're around these people, it feels like home. And that's what I always look for is when I'm with a certain person or I'm at a certain place, I want it to feel like home. Mm -hmm. And so that in a way is extremely spiritual. And if you don't have the discernment to realize that it's hard to find it. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, I did a whole podcast episode on like my spiritual journey. And I think that there's commonality in that. It's like, you have to like so many people grow up with religion and then it's like, you have to say, Oh no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. It's like, everyone has to go through the like repelling organized religion. And then I feel like once you get to a certain place in your spirituality, you can start to bring religion back into it in your own way and start to understand that, like, I've started reading the Bible lately because it's actually really super interesting. And when you look at all of the religions, there's a common thread throughout all of them. And if we can all tune into that, like, beautiful common thread together, then I think we're on the right track. It's just, if you go back through the history of religions, there's just human beings have a tendency to get obsessed with power and money. People be people and is the problem. And the people are the ones who fuck shit up for everybody else. Because if you look at a lot of religions, the common thread, what you're talking about is love and the, and the common 
what I, my common interest is how you treat other people and how other people receive you. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think that vibration is love. If your intention is love, then it translates through all religions and all languages and, and people will feel that from you, whether they know what you identify as quote unquote, a Christian or whatever, what have you. So um, what happens though, is as you were saying, people be people and, and they have their own agendas with stuff and um, they tend to make things dogmatic and they make things shameful and they make things judgmental and nobody wants to join a group that has those labels on it dogmatic judgmental and shameful and unfortunately that's kind of where we're at even in 2023 going into 2024 25 26 what have you there is still this level of i am more spiritual than you therefore I'm going to judge you or you. what's wrong with you. And what I love most about the videos on your Instagram is when I get on there, every video I watch in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I could really learn something from this person. I've never done a sound bath. I'd love to do one because it looks amazing. And I'm just like so interested in how you built this kind of little baby empire for yourself. <laughs> that's the goal um yes so I was literally like I was standing in my kitchen one day and my youngest was so this was like two years ago my youngest was three and all of a sudden I just and I guess it's what people refer to as like a spiritual download it hit me like a ton of bricks I was like I'm opening up a wellness center and I kind of had no business doing this at the time it was just like teaching yoga two days a week other than that staying home um I was like I don't you know it, there was no going back for me I 100% was doing this I called my husband and he knew he was like okay go ahead um so I knew it had to be in Strongsville um and I called realtors and they literally laughed at me some of them on the phone and hung up on me when I told them what my budget was. They're like, you're never going to find anything there. And I was like, well, watch me. And four days later, I found the place that I'm in right now. And it was a dentist office that someone hadn't touched since like seventies decor and no one had rented it for years. Like it was bad. There was, you know, and, and no one wanted to touch it because there was like oxygen in the walls and there was, you know, all this stuff from, from dentist crap mm -hmm. but the price was right so I was like okay so I took months renovating it on my own I literally was here like 12 to 14 hours a day I learned about like plumbing and put and took toilets out I um like you right now <laughs> I smashed down walls myself I um and then in fine so while I was going through all of this I became so obsessed with podcasts because I would be like scraping wallpaper for hours and hours. And I would just listen to podcasts literally all day. And just, I was down so many rabbit holes. I like was hardcore down the rabbit holes. Um, and oh, like, yes, that's so awesome. <laughs> like, I'm sure people thought I was losing my mind, but I was like, okay, I can't open up this place and be like, hi everyone. I um, have a, psychic ability and I can talk to angels and I, you know, I couldn't like open up with all that stuff. 
I was like, okay, so we're opening up a yoga studio. My sister is a licensed massage therapist. We'll have massage. Um, and then I was like, and we'll like have some energy healing and stuff. But I immediately put kind of like on the calendar normal things, like things that wouldn't freak people out because I was trying to reach all of the people who were too embarrassed to say that they were waking up. You know, it's like all the moms that things, you know, they were dying inside because all of the things they're doing every day isn't lighting them up. And I feel like I've always had a gift of looking at people and knowing exactly what they should do with their lives. And growing up, that was always that I was just a know-it-all and I was annoying. Um, but also I'm like super into human design and I have found like I'm a projector and that's the job of a projector. We're literally meant to look at other people and be able to say what they should be doing, like in a business sense or um, so I've always like been able to tell like what people's little gift is. So it was like, once we opened, it took a long time, but once we opened, people just started showing up to my front door, like walking in and being like, hi, I'm a psychic medium. And um, I was looking for a job. And that was my very lovely friend, Doug. He had to move, but he's, he's a phenomenal psychic medium. Um, and we had like this awesome little family that just set up and I love my employees. And um, it was about like a few months ago, I had some of my employees in here and I looked at them and I was like, you know what? Nobody's coming to yoga. Like, and I, I, I knew that nobody really was. My passion was more for like the spiritual side of things for adults, but I also am passionate about kids doing yoga because I think kids are growing up in this totally fucked up world and they all have anxiety and they need to do something about it. Um, and there's hardly anywhere that has like regular kids yoga. So we do have like regular kids yoga, but I said to my employees, we're going to go full woo woo. I'm like, let's just do it because I don't care anymore because the only thing that people were coming in for and raving about were all the readings and the healing and people were coming in. And I think because I made it accessible, like it didn't look intimidating when people came in and I, I mean, it was like every single person had the exact same story who came in. They would be like, I don't know why I'm here. I just found you. I kind of like wandered in, but I feel like I'm home. Every single person who came through the door. So we're like slowly building this little community and getting the word out. So do you find people that come in and they're, they're wanting to know what it is they're supposed to be doing in their life? Yeah, that's a lot of my... so one thing that I didn't anticipate taking off so much was, um, mentorship. So that's really what's only kept my doors open, honestly, for a year is one-on-one mentorship. Um, so I have like different types that I do, but really everyone has gifts and they come in and, and I look at them and I'm like, so how long have you like seen spirits? And they're like, how did you know that? And I'm like, I just do, I don't know. And, um, a lot of times we'll work together on spirituality. And one of the biggest things to work on is um, with like all of your trauma, because like pretty much every deeply spiritual person has trauma. And there's a reason we turned it off at some point. So we work on like uncovering that trauma and being honest with it, putting a different lens on it, so to speak. Um, And having it still be a part of us 
and learning how that's valuable still. And it seems to really open up people's abilities. And I sense myself like doing this work when I first started, I was just doing Oracle deck readings and I was like, I don't even really, and I don't trust anybody who pretends to know entirely like what they're doing or what their gift is. Everyone here, like we're all fascinated and so excited every single time we do readings and stuff and you just know stuff. And if you have that vibration and your third eye open, all of this new stuff starts to come in and you don't even question it. It's like all of these new doors open up for you. Well, and I think that's interesting too, because sometimes you can just, I always, I just said this to Brian recently, you can get a vibe about people when you walk into a room and you've not even said one word to them. And I don't particularly have that gift of knowing what people should do. I think Brian should be a dog groomer, but what do I know? Uh, but no, Brian, I've, I've been asking a lot of questions. Has anything stuck out to you so far? I've, I'm going to let you talk for a couple well, of minutes. I, I wanted, um, you know, to get a little bit of the backstory. And I think that that was great to hear about, you know, some of the journey, especially like how you put this business together. You know, one of the things I think about, and I say this to a lot of people, is you run into a lot of people throughout time and you hear two two different things, two different stories a lot of times. You'll, you run into one person and they'll go, you know, somebody should make a movie about this or somebody should start a podcast about this or somebody should start a business. And they're always talking about somebody else doing it. Then you run into some people and they're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I always have loved talking to those type of people because I've always felt like that type of person because – it's like, why are we waiting for everybody else to do these things? Why are we waiting for everybody else to be the pioneer? Why are we waiting for, you know, if you think it's a good idea, you're probably not the only one. Let's try it. We're we're only on this planet one time. So, Tiffany, I love it that you, you had an idea and you were ambitious enough and had the motivation uh, and dedication and discipline to, you know, execute that idea. I think that's awesome that we're there. Um, so congratulations on that. I mean, because really a lot of people don't do that. So that's awesome right there. I do think uh, there there's a divine component to it, though, too. It's not like I was like I look back and I have no idea how I even had the balls to do this. Um, I completely drained my because I used to work and I drained my own um, IRA that I had saved up, you know, and I was like, well, I'm going all in. I don't even care. I will. Like, I have put everything on the line for this. And I've also gotten to a place where if I closed tomorrow, I am okay with that because I know that this was all for a reason and that that would just be like my next chapter was starting, you know? So if you keep working like that with trusting God or source or, you know, whatever you resonate with, it really is life-changing because it gives you, I guess it gives you the balls to do all of that stuff because like, what's the worst that can happen that I have to bankrupt my business. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die from that. Like that's just ego if you know, so why not go all in? And so I, I, I think it's, you know, with high risk, there's high reward. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, uh, you know, I'm also this like belief system to some degree. I mean, you sit there and you're like, 
there there's risk with everything like working for somebody else your entire life and if you don't enjoy it mm-hmm. and you really don't get anything from it and you don't try anything new and you don't do anything new you you've that's failure to me because you've you've gone against yourself you've gone against everything that you believed in or you you've wanted to do and that's why I love it when somebody's like, hey, I love cooking pizza. I think I'm going to start a pizza business. It's like, if you fail at it, you really didn't fail. You just, hopefully you learn something from it and, you know, you move forward. I mean, I, I think we we put too much on failure um, oh, in this society, you know, because it's built into you at a young age with like getting an F on a report card or, you know, somebody telling you that you're not going to amount to much. But like, go and talk to people that that create and do things and start businesses. Most of them will tell you, "Man, I had some. I failed at a lot of things. I had two businesses that I started before this one. Both of them failed miserably, but I learned a lot." Yeah, yeah, you're so right. And one of the biggest things when I opened was I had to really work hard to reframe everything that was ingrained in me for how success was viewed because I had like family being like, Oh, you know, how's the business doing? Like how many people came to X, Y, Z, how much money are you making? But then on the flip side, I have, you know, a mom standing here crying and saying her daughter was going to commit suicide and I have saved her life and I'm an angel. Like how does our society value like someone making money over literally saving a life, which has been happening with, this community that we're building. And I think it's so important. It needs to spread. We need more of these communities because life sucks and it's hard. And we need to kind of see the bigger picture, you know, because everything's kind of stacked against us. The yeah. Life is hard bigger. and it's it life is weird and nobody wants to talk about the weird parts. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you, Tiffany, because it's I do have uh regular job that I have to go to and I punch a clock and I sit there and I'm doing my job. But one thing that I'm proud of is most, I would say 90% of the people that I work with know that I'm working there, but my heart is in my podcast and I'm always talking about it. And I'm always, what they, they ask me, what, who are you going to interview tonight? Or what's the next podcast going to be about? Because they know that's really who I am and that's what I want to do. And hopefully one day I will be able to just focus on my podcast. And I have openly said on a few episodes that I've struggled with it. And I struggle with finding the balance between my normal life and my podcast life. Because when you get home from work, it's drained every ounce of energy your emotions you're just over it but then you have to revive yourself enough to let's say for instance do an interview like this but what's crazy about it is when you find your passion the second you log into the podcast or the second you hop into the conversation you instantly feel energized and you're like yeah i i'm where i'm supposed to be i suddenly find a burst of energy and i'm totally into the conversation like right now and that's what i try to wake people up about is yeah you have a mundane experience maybe you have a nine to five you sit in a cubicle you get no sunlight whatever you have you absolutely have to find that one thing that you can do 
that recharges your battery even when you feel like you're completely drained at the end of the day. Brian does CrossFit. I don't know. I don't know about anybody else, but I, I don't know if that's your sole mission light up spot though. He can pull a whole truck. I've seen it. But before I forget though, real quick, Julia, you're drained at the end of the day because you're an empath, you know. Like oh, it's so bad. I feel yeah. Do you Honestly, do anything? I'm so glad that no, and I'm so glad you said that. I actually was going to bring that up to you because I feel like you are as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be at Target or just trying to do the simplest of t- daily tasks, you know, go to Walmart and just pick up a few things. Yeah, and I, yes, and I'm standing in line just trying to pay for my groceries and get the fuck out of there. I really don't want to have any conversation or interaction with anyone. And the person in front of me in line turns around and is like, I don't feel like I'm living to my fullest potential. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just came, I just came for a box of tissues and a thing of, of little Debbie's. I did not (laughs) want to start this with you, Susan. No matter how not spiritual people think they are, we all resonate with energy and people can pick out the empaths and they love to come up to you and just like word vomit all over you. And, and then they're like, I feel so much better. And you feel like shit. And yeah. you are just spent yeah. and you're like, I didn't even do anything. I just went to the store. Why do I feel like I'm like just complete? Like I can't even form a sentence. I'm exhausted, you know, because they've completely drained you of all of your energy. So you need to practice like um, cleansing after you have encounters with people. So one of my favorite things to do, like if you went into the store and that happened and you got into your car, you should be like, this energy is not my own. And I kind of like brush myself and you say, this energy is not my own return to sender with love. And Mm. it is crazy. You literally feel the energy leave. If it's a particularly like draining day at work, I always tell everyone go home and get in the shower, picture like light flowing on you and say out loud, I am releasing all of the stuff that I don't need and it's going to go down the drain and you watch it go down the drain and it's just cleansing all your chakras. You have to have some sort of process. And it can even be like, I tell people get in your car and put on hand sanitizer or like, you know, just something that you're telling your brain, like I'm, re- I'm releasing this energy. You know, it's what? funny That's- that you, that you okay. brought up the, the shower thing, because one of the things I've always learned about about people, and I don't know if it's a psychology thing or both an energy and psychology. I don't even thing. know what you're about to say right now, Brian. It's but when I'm people do bad things, they get they done shower. and they want to take a shower because yeah. they feel dirty. Literally, it was on the tip of my tongue. You that were was not going to say that. You were not going to. Yes, say it was. Well, yes, it was. Sex in the City episode. Was it? I have never seen that show. I know of its existence. Dude, I've never seen it. Anytime somebody in any horror movie or crime show, they do something and they immediately go and they take a shower and they're trying to, yeah. you know, hot water. And what's crazy about it is my mom always used to say that I should have been a mermaid or a fish or something because I constantly <laughs> want to be in the tub. I constantly <laughs> want to be in the shower. Okay. And I, rituals. Do you do stuff like, so if you put like, um, bath salts or anything in there as you put the intention in and say something out loud I am such a believer in affirmations like 
life-changing with your affirmations. You can even do it in the morning, like with your coffee, like when you watch your coffee drip into your cup, you can put an affirmation into it. Talk to your water, structure your water. So I started doing that and my son overheard me once and I was like, I love you. You are incredible. You've got it today. And he's like, are you talking to me? And I'm like, yeah, you got it today. But um, that is so amazing. I am so glad you brought that up. And, you know, I have I'm going to show you right now. I have a few little things here next to my computer while I podcast. But I discovered this thing. Brian, I'm going to spare you the details on what this is. But anyways, it's nephrite jade. And I started looking into all this stuff about it. And um, really, it's it's. You can use it for several things to heal in the yoni energy. And I really got into it because I was following this woman who could pick a surfboard up with her vagina muscles. Mm-hmm. And if oh, you can for God's that, sake. Brian, what are I'm you talking about? Brian, listen to me. You put that in there. Okay. Like men and women, I always say like, even if you had like a hysterectomy or something, there is like our womb space is an energetic space and it's our space of creation. So that is where we manifest. That is where we get our creativity from. So like if you are doing something, which everyone should have some sort of creative outlet, but like, you know, you have writer's block or you um, just like feel like you can't come up with another good idea for your podcast rinse your sacral chakra so do that in the bath because it's um connected to the element of water and you just kind of like think of of rinsing that out and it's the color orange so you can picture colors when you do it too but um yeah those eggs you put that in there and you can do different exercises you told me, brian you thought i was crazy i'm gonna lift a surfboard up and i'm gonna post it on instagram <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i hope you do that <laughs> You know why I love messing with Brian. I'm going to tell you this right now. When I logged into the podcast today, the last conversation I thought I'd be having is (laughs) you doing exercises to be picking up surfboards with your vaginas. All right, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. That's like every woman's end. I think that one was tough. Oh, yeah. We're just getting to the good part. Head on over to the Cosmic Peach Patreon and make your reservation to room 237 to enjoy the rest of this episode. Not sure how to get there? Simply scroll down to the description of this episode and click the link. Or go to patreon.com slash cosmicpeachpodcast. There is also a Patreon app if you're interested. What's in room 237? Well, thanks for asking, Danny. But a great caretaker never reveals their secrets. See for yourself and uncover bonus content, extended versions of episodes, Patreon-exclusive 10% off code for all merch, early access to every single episode, sneak peeks or behind-the-scenes content, and whatever else I'm in the mood for. There are plenty of amenities to enjoy while you are checked in to room 237. Take a trip up the Sidewinder and stay a while.
you can check out anytime you'd like, but you can never leave. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you in advance for supporting the show, and I can't wait to see you over there. <laughs>